Lord, we thank you for this, this morning. Amen. Holy Ghost, I invite you to have your way. You've already had your way, but, but continue to have your way with the rest of this service. I pray that every person in this room has come with an expectation that they're going to receive something from you this morning before they leave. And Lord, in that we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm here to ask you this morning, do you need a miracle? Amen. Do you need a breakthrough? Yes. A word from God? Yes. Do you need a healing? Yes. Amen. I'm expecting things to happen this morning. Yes. Amen. Listen, you might be a little uncomfortable. You might get a little uncomfortable. But unless you want to grow in the things of God, you got to be stretched. And getting stretched is uncomfortable. Yeah. Amen. So, so you might as well stretch out a little bit now. Because we might be jumping, we might be hollering, we might be running. We'll run in the same direction. But I'm telling you, expect something to happen this morning. Amen. Hebrews eleven sixteen tells us that our faith pleases God. We need to understand that if God is going to do something, he looks for people who have expectation. If you want God to move in your life, expect him to move in your life. In Luke chapter 3, verse 15, it talks about, let's just read it here. It says now that there's a, there, were, there were people in expectation. They were in expectation and all reason in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not. John answered, saying to all, indeed baptized, I indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal straps I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. Yes. Amen. 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 The, the key to that goes back to verse 15, where it says they were waiting and anticipation. They had an expectation that God was coming. They had an anticipation that something was going to happen. Now, they had the wrong person, but they were anticipating for God to move. Yeah. See, from Malachi till then, it had been 400 years and God hadn't spoke. There were no prophets. There was no word coming. And the people were tired, and they were ready and anticipating that God was going to move. Amen? Amen? He's waiting for our anticipation. The, the English translation says this. The people were on their tiptoes in anticipation and expectation. Come on. The people were on their tiptoes with anticipation for expectation. They were ready for God to move, amen. They were ready to receive something from God, but they had to be expecting it. Amen. They were excited for the things of God. Amen. This church... Word of life. <laughs> you, know, you, you know where I'm going with this. I'm tired of playing the religious church. I'm tired of coming in, singing the same three songs, listening to a word, but thinking about lunch the whole time, walking out not changed, and wonder why our lives are falling apart, why I can't get healed, why my body hurts, why I can't make the bills? Where's your expectation? Amen. We need to be the church that is in the aisle during praise and worship with an anticipation that God is going to move on us this morning. Now listen, you can sit there 
and still receive. But I encourage you to get excited about the things of God. I encourage you to want God to move in your life. It comes with expectation, to anticipate it, to get ready for it. See, we were ushering in the presence of God this morning. We were creating and stirring an atmosphere for the word for you this morning. Now you're getting blessed left and right with all of this word. But I'm telling you, God still has more he wants to do for you this morning. But until you anticipate it, until you expect it, it's just there. You have to want to receive what God has for you this morning. Well, it's just them young people, you know, they get excited and for a couple weeks and then, you know, they lose it. I think, uh, I think uh, Brother uh, Diego here just spoke to that this morning. They're your kids. They're not my kids. They're watching you. They're not watching me. What anticipation do you have for God? Because when you get on fire for God, your kids stay on fire for God. When you live for God, your kids live for God. Amen? We're bringing it to you this morning, though. We're on fire for God, and we expect you this morning to get on fire for God. We expect you to react to the word. Amen? Some of you can react to the word whenever you want. This is a holler back church. You can say something back. Amen? Colossians 2.14 says this. It says, he blotted out the ordinance against us. He took it out of the way and nailed it to the cross. Why is this important? I want to tell you because there's nothing standing between you and your miracle this morning. Amen? Nothing standing between you and your miracle this morning. You just have to be willing and expecting to receive it. Amen? With that tiptoe type of expectation. Get excited about the things of God. Expect God to move in your life. Amen? And quit, quit looking at what time it is. Amen. Listen, I understand. I have to go mow the lawn too because it's going to rain here if I don't get out in time. But if that's all I'm concerned about, I didn't come expecting to receive anything from God this morning. I, I just had my own plan. You have to understand, if you want a move of God, if you want God to move on this church, if you want God to move on your life, you need to come prayed up, expecting for the things of God. Amen? Come on. Keep going. Nothing's standing between you and your miracle but you. Amen. What are you expecting this morning? What did you come expecting this morning? I hope. I hope you came expecting to receive and not just hear what happened to our kids this, this week. I, I hope you came expecting that God was going to move on your life also. That he was going to bless you through your kids. Amen. Psalms 119.126 says this. It says, it is a time for you to act, O Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. We get so wrapped up in what's going on in the world. Look, they're, they're trying to kill babies now as they're being born. 
We're so concerned about which country's doing what, and, and here it is. We get so wrapped up into it, we find ourselves in a state of depression, and, and we, we sit aside and let the things happen when we should be rejoicing in the things of God and taking a stand for what we believe in. Amen. Listen, I know you've defeated the lion. I know you've defeated the bear. But there's some giants in your life that you need to take down, amen? And God has given you everything that you need to defeat that giant in your life. We all have it. I get it. I, I got to go back to work. I just been in the presence of God for a week, and I got to go back to work tomorrow. I got to go back to those people, Right? I got to deal with those situations, but I could be standing here thinking about all that now and getting all worked up and not receiving anything, or I can be here expecting and giving God glory and honor and pray that he moves in my life, that not only am I going to go back to work, but I'm going to go back to work on fire for the things of God, and that God is going to use me to touch other people there. He'll give you the stones you need to take that giant out. He's already prepared a way for you. He's already been there. He's already done it. But you have to be expecting, expecting to receive and get on your toes and anticipate that you're going to be used. Amen. Romans 8, 17 says this. It says, and if a child, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him. Here's the thing. You're not just an heir to the throne. I don't think you understand, but you're a joint heir to the throne, which means you have double the amount, double the amount, amen? You have the same right to the throne as Jesus does, amen? You have everything that you need to do what God's called you to do. Let's look at the the lame man in the temple in Acts chapter 3. And I'm just going to highlight it, but it's Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. And it talks about the lame man that every day he was dropped off at the gate, expecting something. And, and here comes John and Paul. And, and they look at the man and they say, silver and gold I have none. But what I do have. I, and he told, they told him, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And I understand the power in the name. I understand that there's power in the name of Jesus. But there was another side to that. It said he, in verse, let's look at verse 5. It says, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. I don't know if you've came here this morning with your full attention But I'm telling you, you can leave blessed this morning. You can leave, amen, with something from God. And I encourage you, if you didn't come expecting, get ready to expect. Get ready to expect and receive something this morning. Amen. 1 John 3, 2 says this. Beloved now are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. You know what scares the hell out of the devil? When you finally realize what you can be. Amen. He doesn't care about your past. 
He doesn't care about what's going on in your life right now. He's, you scare the living hell out of him when you realize what you can be, amen? And when you get on fire for the things of God, I guarantee you, you'll change the world. Amen? You terrorize the devil. But he wants you to stay crippled and blind and defeated. See, but that's what happens when we come in not expecting. We just go through the same routine. This is how we do church. This is, we're going to go to church. We're going to do our thing. We're going to go eat, maybe catch a movie, get caught up, talk during service. Amen? Amen. He wants you crippled and defeated. He doesn't. He wants you sitting there with your arms. He wants you sitting there not ready to receive anything. Listen. When you sit there with your arms crossed. Listen, you you need to look. I, I told these youth, I said, I don't care how dead they look when you get on that stage. You praise and worship God. You get in the presence of God. If God's not going to move on their life, it's going to move on our life because I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over again. And listen, when, when you get on fire, they'll get on fire. Amen? Well, that preacher just had too much caffeine. Actually, I've been, I've been cutting back on caffeine. And it's, it's not that. It's the fire of God. This is not my personality. If you know me, this isn't my personality. This is God working through me. Because I expected God to move this morning. I expected that things were going to change. Amen? So. I serve a God that's bigger than my problems. I serve a God that's bigger than sickness. So I'm going to praise him in that. Amen? I'm going to praise him like I don't have another chance to praise him. Amen? You might be sitting there. Just, he'll, be, he'll be different next week. But the person next to you is over there like this. And I'm going to tell you, that person isn't going to let you fire killers take what they have from God this morning. Amen? The expectation is where it comes from. If you need a miracle in your life, Listen, sometimes we need the anointing of God to break through the yokes of the problems in our lives so that we can get back on fire for God and do something for the kingdom, amen? And some of you just need to react to the word, amen? So when that crippled man was sitting at the gate, I'll tell you what, he, he was expecting, he was really expecting the same thing. He was ex- expecting just a get by today blessing. Come on. I'm just going to get whatever I need to get by today. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes that's where we're at. We just come to the temple to get a, can I just get by to Wednesday type of blessing? So that when, when I get back on Wednesday, I'll get a just get by till Sunday type of blessing. Come on. 
an expectation to receive something from God. You don't have to come just to church to receive from God. You can get in your living room, amen? You can get in your living room and praise God, amen? You can be in your car and praise God. The people at work might think you're crazy, but hey, you're getting something from God, amen? Listen, growing up, I remember when I would play hooky and I would get shipped to my grandmother's house and she'd always have the prices right on. <laughs> the one thing I liked about that show was, uh, was the excitement, right? It was the, uh, hey, so-and-so, you're the next contestant on the prices right. Come on down. And I'm not talking about that born white woman. I'm talking about one of them sisters, right? <laughs> Her name gets called, and she's like, glory, hallelujah. They just called my name. Woo! Glory, hallelujah. And you see him running down the aisle, just touching everybody. Woo! Just let me hang in. But here's the thing. They're so excited, not because their name got called, but because they have an opportunity to get something today. Amen? They haven't even seen what's behind door one, two, or three. They already came with an expectation that I'm going to get something from God today. Amen? It's that tiptoe anticipation. Amen? We should be in the aisles and during praise and worship with that anticipation that I'm going to receive something from God this morning. Amen? And we should be pulling the message out of our pastors. Amen? Pulling the message out of them. <laughs> I don't need no get by type of blessing. I need God to move in my life, amen? I need God to be the God that he said he was. He said he doesn't forget the promises he gave you, amen? If he, was, if he did, he wouldn't be a righteous God, but he, he is a righteous God, and he doesn't forget the promises that he made you. But you got to be expecting that God is going to move in your life, expecting that things are going to happen this morning, amen? If you want to receive something from God, then get expecting that he's going to move this morning. Amen? Amen. Let's look at blind, blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. I'm just going to highlight it. But, but here was blind Bartimaeus, right? And here's the thing. They, they wore coats back then to, to distinguish that, hey, that they're, they're allowed to beg. He's got something wrong with him. He's blind. He's deaf. He's crippled. Whatever. And he's allowed to wear that. So that was a, an indicator that, you know, he, he can receive money or whatever. But then Bartimaeus heard Jesus was coming through town. Yes. He was expecting that God was going to move in his life. And you know what he did? He took that coat off and he threw it to the side. And you know what? When he threw that coat, at first he couldn't see his blessing. He couldn't see his miracle. But as he was anticipating that God was going to change his life, he was healed of his blindness, ain't it? But that's because he was expecting God to move in his life. Are you expecting? Amen. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to take his church back. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to start moving across this church. Amen. But it comes with you expecting. Amen. Like Diego said, don't get left behind. 
don't get passed over because you chose to sit there. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit for just one second. The Holy Spirit, he wants to invade you. Like the military does, they come from all sides and they want to invade the country that they're going to take over. They want to take out. But we need to allow the Holy Spirit to invade us, to fill our lives, to, to, take, us out, to take those things out that we don't need. Amen. We need to let him invade us. It says in Ephesians 1, or I'm sorry, it says in uh, Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The Holy Spirit wants to envelop us. <clears throat> I brought this up so I could kind of explain it a little bit more. We, we all know what an envelope is used for. It's, so the Holy Spirit wants to come envelop us. This, this is us, right? He wants to envelop us. So we, we get enveloped by the Holy Spirit. He's now protecting us. Amen? From dirt, from whatever is to come our way. And then it says he puts his seal on us. And we seal an envelope, right? To protect it. To, and then not only that, he wants to deliver you where you're supposed to go. He wants to envelop your life. Amen? <clears throat> Ephesians 1.13 says this, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit wants to instruct us. He wants to teach us all things. Believe me, I don't know everything. Your kids don't know everything, even though they might think they know everything. But through the Holy Spirit, he can bring things to our attention that we had no idea about. Amen? He can work through you. He can bring up something from 10 years ago back to you and say, that's when that word was for. Amen? I didn't know what it was for back then, but now I know what it's for. Amen? It says in John chapter 14, verse 26, but the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance that I have said to you. Amen. He wants to impress you. Bring impressions upon you of what you're to do. He wants to remind you of why you were created. He wants to remind you that you have a call and a purpose on your life. That you're not here just to breathe up air. You're not here just to leave your butt impression in the chair. You're here to receive the word, to apply the word, and to go do the word. Amen? Keep going. And the last thing he wants to do is he wants to indwell in you. Indwell in your body as his temple. He wants to be everywhere you are. But we have to be to allow him to do these things. It says in John 4, verse 14, Whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall become a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. Amen. Listen, God gave us Jesus for everlasting life. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to empower us in this life. Yes. Amen. Yes. We need to quit bottling up the Holy Spirit. Yes. We need to quit playing church. And we need to be the church. Amen. Keep going. We need to come in here and allow the Holy Spirit to move as he wants. Yes. 
You want to receive something from God? Let him move, amen? Don't sit there. I can't say that in church. Don't sit there and act like God isn't real. Amen? Whose God do you serve? I serve a big God. Amen? And I expect him to move. I expect that I'm going to get my healing. Listen, some of you are going through some things. I understand. Maybe some of you need some help on your marriage. Maybe, maybe some of you have got some addictions that you just can't kick. Maybe some of you need a new job. Amen? How do you expect to get it? I'm expecting that God is going to move on my life today. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to shake the dry bones and let them work in your life. Amen. Some of you need to get back on your knees and seek after God. Amen. Before we end this service this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to react to the word of God. Listen. All of these kids just came back from camp on fire from God. They are full. Some of us aren't full out here. Amen. But I understand if you came expecting, you want to receive. And what better way to receive than somebody that's full of God to pray for you. Amen. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. And I don't care how long it takes. Like I said, if you got to leave, go ahead and leave. But if you came expecting that God was going to move in your life, then I want you to get up here and let these young people pray for you. Amen? So if I can get all the young people up here, hey, this is what I've been talking to you guys about. God is going to use you to pray for the sick. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to www.wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.